What's going on, guys? I just want to let you know that I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you like this show, and if you're listening to this, I really hope you do, go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com for more shows like this one. We've got shows like Breaking the Panel. They talk about all the hot topics in comic books today. We've got Botched, a D&D podcast. A bunch of friends get together, get trashed, and go through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. We have Pokemon Go, many other shows. Please go there and check that out. And as always like the Blazing Defender Report. And now, for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Joe. Welcome, everyone, to the Blazing Defender Report. I'm your host, Travis Jones. New on Twitch. How you like that? Uh, yeah, real new, apparently. So, what's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome and happy Friday to everyone. End of the work week. I know you're fucking psyched about that. I know I would be. Um, I am just come D-Bow's in the house. What's up, D-Bow? Um, for all the, everybody listening to me on iTunes, um, I do do, this is live. This is, I mean, it does go away to be edited but trust me, it's nothing's nothing's getting really edited out. <laughs> so this is a live audio recording of what's going on. You're gonna hear all my screw ups, everything that I probably shouldn't say, everything I mispronounce. And people are in the chat, and I always like to give big shout outs to people in the chat because if it weren't for them, I don't know if I'd do this shit anymore, to be totally honest. Uh so really, really glad to be here with you guys and on Twitch. So like Twitch is cool. Uh, I'm, I'm figuring it out kind of. Uh, my Facebook is usually on uh, shit. My show's usually on Facebook Live. So I have tried to tr- transition over to Twitch. Uh, as you could tell by my intro, it's been a tad bit rocky. Um, but we're, we're getting it. We're, we're going to figure it out. Um, so yeah, I appreciate everybody that has followed me in the last few weeks. If you know anybody that you think may dig this show, give them a link, let them check the show out. The videos are up online. They can go to the Facebook page and also, uh, see all the video, all my videos, even the ones I don't want you to see. Those are on there as well. So, uh, please, please check those out. I really, really appreciate all the follows. Uh, I'm trying to get to affiliate level. I don't know if any of y'all know what that is. I'm sure you Twitch streamers know. Um, but, uh, <laughs> stop talking to you. Why, Nicole? I'm supposed to talk to you. Uh, and thank, like, again, I want to thank everybody in the chat because I am starting a little bit early. I did say, uh, three o'clock, but it, well, fuck it is three o'clock now after I done screwed up the intro. Um, but it, I really appreciate everybody that's, it's followed and supported me just through the years. Not even now. Uh, I have been drinking a little bit. I apologize. So if I get a little sappy and soapboxy, that's just kind of what I do. Uh, but I do have a great show for you today, guys. And today I'm going to be talking about Alita Battle Angel. I, I seen the 1020 show today, so it hasn't been that long. So it's still fresh on my mind. Thank goodness for you guys. Um, and I'm going to talk about some TV that I've been watching that if you aren't watching, you might want to reconsider, uh, your, your viewing choices. No, really there's, there's some really, really good TV on right now. And I'm going to talk about two shows in particular. Maybe you've seen them, maybe you haven't. Uh, and I got comic books, man. I've got some awesome comic books this week. Like, 
Last week, if you watched the show, um, well, you watched the Facebook show, uh, it, it was a so-so week. Comic books are a little like anything else, man. They can't knock it out of the park every week. This week, some really, really, really solid books. Uh, we're going to talk movies and TV and everything else. So, first off, I want to give a big shout-out to Collector's Own Cantina on Facebook. It's just a very positive Facebook group, guys. I know, right? Like, that's a fucking unicorn. A positive anything on the internet. So, a Collector's Own, uh, it's it's all about people collecting toys, Funko Pops, stuff they find, stuff they get directly from the store. Uh, you have interaction with the people that run that company. So, uh, Marcos, who's usually in the chat, uh, I'm starting a little bit early today. So, uh, you know, he he'll but he'll be in later, and if not, he'll definitely watch the replay. But he is the owner, and he's fantastic. If there's any kind of issue you have, you can contact him right there. How many other toy distributors can say that? Not not a whole lot. Uh, so, and guys, I always preach this. Get out to your local comic shop, man. They're just cool. Like, they're really cool. Like, and I know in some areas, comic shops are kind of dying off, right? Everybody's going digital. I get it. But there's nothing that can capture that magic of walking into the like an old musty comic book shop, cracking one out of the plastic ass first because some people get really bent out of shape over that shit and smelling those nasty old mildewy pages. There's something about it. It brings back childhood memories for me. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so the world's most okayest DM, which is the world's worst username. Because uh, it's too goddamn long Is in the chat What's up Dennis uh, Dennis was my co-host last show Hope you guys watched it Had a ball doing it um, This week I didn't know when I was getting the show out So I, I wanted another guest host But I just didn't know when I could get the show out And that's another reason it's early today I have a sick wife and blah 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 Nobody cares It's Friday Crack open a brew We're going to nerd out a little bit So let's just get the show started Oh If you dig really cool shirts, just saying, uh, TeePublic.com, the Giant Size Team Up Network. Um, I have a link on the Facebook page, I'm pretty sure, and maybe my my man Debo, my my man in the chair, I'll post the link in the chat. If you wish to buy a t-shirt, a sticker, I've got stickers, yeah, yeah, just big enough to put on your junk or your boobies yeah like little you know like that like that would be cool right it'd be hot valentine's day was just yesterday man keep the fire going is what i say with the blazing defender fire you know what i'm saying uh but no stickers t-shirts and coffee mugs i just got my coffee mug the other day fuck i should have brought it up it was it's really cool they look really good they're a little small for a big coffee drinker like me but i can still get it to the rim and it's it it, it, it's it's well it's a, a a very Oh, thank you, Debo. Thank you so much for posting that, man. You're awesome. Appreciate it. Uh, blank screen there. Is anybody else having a blank screen? Might be you there, Jason. I hope. I feel like everybody would have done been saying, it's Blacktown, what the fuck? So, uh, I really don't want it to be a black screen. So, if there is, guys, please let me know. And I'll go ahead and, we're going to go ahead and get this party started, though. All right. So, again, uh, get out to your local comic shops. Thank you for all for the support. Go to tpublic.com. Support Giant Size Team Up Network. All right, enough. 
Okay, first of all, I got to tell y'all this. I got to tell you. Well, wait a minute. I'll transition. I, like I said, I've been drinking and maybe doing some other shit I shouldn't do. So I'm, I'm kind of scatterbrained right now. But this is the deal. Uh, I, there's, when I talk about deadly class, which I'm going to be talking about, I, I, there's something I need to remember to tell y'all, and I'm going to write a note. See, uh, look, see, like nobody thinks I do this shit, but I do. Uh, okay, and I probably shouldn't, so therefore I'm going to. Uh, because it's my show, I do what I want. All right. Uh, again, just got out of Alita Battle Angel, and let me just say, uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez, it is. Um, I fucking loved it. This is spoiler free, so if you haven't seen it, fear not. I uh, just kind of want to give you a first impression on whether, like, if you're if you're on the fence about going to see it. Maybe what I tell you will make you jump one way or another off the fence. Let's let's go see it though. Okay, that's the way you want to be jumping. Just FYI, that's the way you want to be jumping. Um, it's amazing. I fucking loved it. I love the fight scenes. The fight scenes are amazing. Uh, they're a, they're an interesting mix of CGI that you know the anime style and and live action. And I actually was lucky enough. What was I watching the other day? I think it was the Avengers or some shit. And they were doing Battle Angel stuff in between for the commercials. And they were showing how they put the faces on these like cyborg bodies. It was so cool. And then they showed like a little action scene with the host. Maybe you guys seen that. I don't know. But I was like, oh my God. Like, dude, this is the future of virtual reality video gaming though too. Like, way away like before we can afford it for it can be like uh mass produced but it was amazing so i'm really 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 thinking fuck you jason <laughs> i seen your fucking post fuck you uh jason said i prefer the black screen um but it it's these fight scenes are so cool but this is way more than just an action adventure uh robert rodriguez has created a world in this and i'm so i'm so down for whatever comes next uh and trust me i really hope this movie does well enough to where we get several and and it's you know not not a spoiler here but they they set this world up for a reason it's you know like an avatar type deal where they're going to i think they're going to continue to build on this story and they did a perfect job of giving you enough origin enough story of this uh new era that they're living in to make you want to do more uh make you want to go see more read more like i would love to see this in comic book format i think a really cool anime uh illustrator would be really really cool on this but there's going to be people that say uh you know trust me i've got buddies too right and they're all like i fucking love story bullshit why they gotta have that because motherfucker uh, unless you're a cyborg and even these cyborgs have feelings like it makes you care about the characters like it makes you care about everybody involved this is a father's story this is a daughter's story this is a soldier a warrior's story all these things wrapped into one now is that to say that this movie isn't without its issues there are issues but we're going to save that for another show um maybe dennis or phil or somebody can go watch uh, Alita and I'll have them on and we'll try to we'll talk about it more in depth on what we liked and what we disliked but I'm telling you right now this movie is fucking amazing it's cool as shit 
she is a phenomenal character. This just goes to show you that uh, a woman, you know, it doesn't make a difference. Just write a great story and make them fucking badass. And there's one thing I will say, and I don't think this is spoilerific at all. The, the bar fight scene, like how many bar fight scenes have you seen? Like a billion, right? There's always a fight in a bar. Like people should go there just to be happy and drink. Now that's not what happens, especially with dudes. There is one of the best bar fight scenes. And I think in recent memory, I'm sure that if someone has seen the movie already, you could probably post one uh, in the chat and I'd be like, oh, that one was a good one too. This one is fucking amazing. I loved it. I mean, I was, I'd love to see the look on my face as I was watching this whole scene play out because it was just fucking dope, badass. She is badass and human at the same time. Very, very tough razor's edge. You have to walk with a character like that. And Rodriguez and everybody involved did a fucking phenomenal job, man. I give it an eight and a half. I loved it. Um, I have been reading some reviews today, like since I've seen the movie, I don't really agree with any of them. Uh, some of the ones I seen were pretty shitty and I'm just like, well, you just don't like this kind of stuff. You know, like you would rather, uh, watch, uh, a paraplegic, uh, learn to play the violin in New York city while he's trying to be enrolled in a gang by the bloods and his mom is a crack whore that's dad deals dope for the mafia i don't know what the fuck you like but it's something stupid because this movie's fantastic it's got something for everyone take your girl to see it she's gonna fucking love it it's it's brutal like there were some small kids beside me uh a a couple daughters i assume the guy was the dad and i was like oh shit all right and if you know anything about pg-13 movies there's one word that you can say one time and sometimes I can only think of one other movie that nailed that one word. Like, oh, that was a good use of it. This one has is a very close second. And the 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 word the word's fuck. Fuck it. I'll say it. It's fuck. And Wolverine did it the best in first class and the maybe one of the best cameos ever. You know, and he said, fuck off. Perfect use of a of a four-letter word in a PG 13 movie. This one has maybe the second best. Really, really good. But if you've got young kids, like under 13, you think, oh, it's a cartoon, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Yeah, you might want to reconsider that. But excellent fucking movie, guys. Definitely please go check it out. Uh, and another thing I want to talk about is TV. I don't know what you guys are watching. I know Umbrella Academy dropped today. I'm really, really stoked to see that. I started the first... Um, Let's see. Hold on really quick. We're So Jason says, so you're saying you did not read the New Yorker review of the movie. No, I don't guess I did because I don't read the New Yorker. I don't live in New York. Is that bad? Like, is, I mean, I don't feel like I can do that. I think that's crossing some kind of state line bullshit. No, I did not read the New Yorker review. Uh, is it glowing? I assume it's glowing since you're saying that. I really hope it is because I think it's fantastic. Uh, I think the movie's fantastic. So the ones I've seen were from not really comic book sources like uh, IGN. I didn't read their review. Comic book resources didn't read their review. Comicbook.com, I did read their review. No, they never like sci-fi stuff, but I assume that they like this. 
the New Yorker is pretentious as fuck. And this comes from a pretentious. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it probably wasn't very good. Um, yeah, well, I think, aren't you, Paul, I believe that's you. I think that's your New Yorker, right? <laughs> I can I I can contest to the New Yorkers being pretentious as fuck, uh, but no, I I really don't don't listen to reviews. Listen to me. It's reason you're watching this show. So go see the fucking movie. And if you don't like it, I would love to know why you didn't like it. Like maybe you still like this kind of stuff. But if you're watching this channel and you're watching me, then you probably do go see it. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, TV. There's some really good TV shows on right now. One you've heard. If you guys watch this show. Uh, you know I love Deadly Classic comic book. Rick Remender, it's basically uh, assassins go to Hogwarts kind of deal. It's set in 1987. It's about it's during the Reagan era. It's uh, these kids go to this school. It's the Lens. Uh, this it's the King's Dominion School of Assassins, and it's basically got all of your clicks and everything. You got your jocks. You got your preps. You got your uh, your white trash, you've got your Latinos, you've got your Asian, you got all these cliques. But instead of, hey, I'm going to beat your ass at 3 o'clock, it's they're going to stick a knife in your back at some point. Like, literally stick a knife in your back. So, and it's a, it's a story about Marcus, uh, who was basically a bum. His parents were killed. He was thrown in foster care. That went badly. Um, and this this show is so fucking good. And if if that's not enough to get you hooked... The executive producers on the show are the Russo brothers. Do I have to say any more? They're huge fans of Deadly Class and Rick Remender. Rick Remender, which I just found out, is the showrunner. So, uh, and Wong is uh, the the head schoolmaster. So you're gonna you're gonna love this. I mean, it's 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 on sci-fi, and I know a lot of people were very apprehensive about that. Sci-fi is up their game, guys. Like, the next show I'm going to talk about is on sci-fi as well, and that's The Magicians. The Magicians is basically Harry Potter for adults. I mean, there's fucking, there's drinking fucking cum. There's, uh, I mean, it's just, it's it's nuts. There's an, uh, 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 being a werewolf is a STD. So, if you're infected with this werewolf uh, curse, you only pass along by fucking uh, or killing somebody. So you don't get rid of it. It just you, your urges go down. Uh, yes, Jason said Happy is on Sci-Fi. Another another comic book uh, TV show. It's very very good. The Magicians is a uh, I believe it's a like a mature adult book. Um, I never read any of them. Magi- Magicians on Sci-Fi was my first experience with it. It's just fucking fantastic. This season has been really really good. Um, it's edited weird. And I will say that if I have to give a criticism, like there's like this last episode, they had to steal a heart for a spell from a, uh, a, um, Komodo dragon and Margo who's fucking balls hot. And that's another thing, guys, magicians may have the hottest cast on TV, like they've got like four chicks, five chicks that are rocking hot. So there's that. So Margot, which is probably the hottest, she has to steal a Komodo, a heart from a Komodo dragon. Well, the only person that has one of those is Kanye. They're in New York, so they go to steal Kanye West's Komodo dragon to kill kill it to get its heart. Now you don't see any of that, 
But because and then the next scene, they have the heart, but they talk about how they got the heart. It was it's it's very it's just well done. Like they're on a limited budget. Right. So they can only do so much, but it's the the special effects and everything really, really good. But if you haven't checked the magicians out, I believe it's on Netflix. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, drinking come. I mean, and not only was it come, it was Minotaur come, which who knows? Minotaur come might not be that bad. It might be milkshakey. Who knows? You don't know world's okayest DM. So stop fucking trolling me, bro. You need some come. You need my come. <laughs> no, but really, it's a it's a good show. It's every episode is always really really cool. And it always kind of ends in like a cliffhanger or an oh shit moment, which I always, I really, really enjoy. And it really gets you amped up for the next one. So uh, Deadly Class, fantastic. Uh, and it's been very, oh, another episode I want to tell you about is um, the episode before last, episode four, I believe, was almost basically taken, it was an homage to The Breakfast Club. If you've ever seen that movie, it was, I mean, I mean, from scenes from it, I mean, it was so cool with her. He's playing with his gum. Or I think it was Saya. She's playing with her gum. And uh, another show with really hot chicks. So you guys are going to love it. Please check it out. Let me know what you think of it. Um, I play D&D. Of course I know what it tastes like. And you ain't tried shit till you've had a big old frothy mug of dragon cum. You know what? I would drink that shit. Like, I don't even give a fuck what it tastes like. Because I could always say, you may be cool and badass, but you'll never be as badass as a dude to drink dragon cum. So, uh, if you can get me some of that, I'd love to have it. Alright, and the next thing is is, is kind of, um, I didn't really want to spend any time on it. I didn't even have an image, which I had images for these. And I didn't fucking show them. I'll show you this one. Oh, and for guys, that when I said that you know the chicks were hot, super hot. Uh, this girl in the front, her I don't like the, that picture right there. Does not do her boobs justice. Those things are monsters. Um, here's Penny to the left. He's really really cool. Elliot, who's the guy at the very very top, he's been infected with a monster that's out to kill the other magicians uh, because they took something from him. We, we haven't found out what that is yet, but I love Elliot. He's awesome. Uh, Quentin, the guy to the right of him. Is uh he's kind of like I don't know he's kind of your reluctant hero he's he's kind of a he's kind of a bitch but he has his moments and it's it's really cool but the the whole cast is is fantastic you you're gonna love it guys trust me if you are not not already watching it and then this is Deadly Class um it this is just a fantastic very playful uh if you like the high school drama shit which you know fuck it man I'm I'm old and I still like that kind of stuff. You're gonna love it. And, and this this last episode was was really really well done as far as that shit goes too. So uh, please check those out. And, and the thing I was gonna talk about that's basically everybody knows by now, but it, I actually heard it out of his mouth. And that was uh, Ben Affleck is gone from Batman. Um, he won't be Batman anymore. He basically said it on Jimmy Kimmel. That he's not going to be on. He's not going to be Batman anymore. He said he tried to. Uh, he was going to direct it, and he tried to work with the screenwriter, and they just couldn't crack uh, a story that he wanted. So therefore, he's stepping out and going to let someone else try it. So it's uh, it is over. It's not just a rumor anymore. It's not just a Twitter uh, 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 
a vague Twitter post, he's he's done, which I'm very, very sad about. Which, if you watched the last episode with me and the world's most OKS DM, uh, you, uh, you you got that, that I'm, I'm a big uh, Ben Affleck fan when it comes to him playing Batman. Okay. Um, I think that's all I got as far as movie and TVs, guys. So we're just going to jump right into um, the comic books. Because that's what the show's all about, right? It's all about comics, bro. All right. We're going to start with one of my favorites of 2018. Um, it, this is... if if I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a superhero guy. Uh, I like fantasy. I like sci-fi. Not much in the horror as when it comes to comic books. Gideon Falls kind of changed all that. Uh, Jeff Lamar and uh, Adrian Soriento, th- this book is just, when it's, it's peanut butter and jelly. These two guys together are just, they're fucking dynamite, man. Um, Jeff Lamar is, has done all kinds of great works. Soriento has as well, but together on this book, they've created... This creepy horror story that just has more twists and turns, and it's very much an acid trip. And it's once you crack open any any of these books, I believe we're in uh, what issue is this? Issue five. Um, it's just it, it's it's crazy. It's it's just nuts. So please check this book out. Um, and Jason says, go back and read the run they did on Green Arrow. Yes, uh, I actually have that at a, at a convention when I went to Frankfurt Con. They had that in hardback. And I bought that because of these two. And I've not read it yet. But I definitely want to because I like Green Arrow. And I just love these two together. They're fantastic. But it seems to me that Soriento's art is perfect for this type of tale. And well, what kind of tale is it, Blazing Defender? Well, okay, you're right. I'm going on about it, but you have no idea what it's about. It's about a red barn, and basically what we find out is, and I don't want to spoil anything because this book is chock full of spoilers. Like every issue, you find out a little more about the red barn, but um, it's not quite what you think. It is a red barn, but it's more like a doorway into something else, and Soriento's art is just, it's like being on acid. Like it's visual and it's like Inception, and it's you're, you're like, what am I looking at? But it all goes so well with the story that they're trying to tell. And basically, this red barn is is evil. It's crafted evil, uh, and it's it's killing people. It's making people kill people. But how's it doing that? So we get uh, in this issue here, the two main uh, components, uh, Fairweather and the the priest, they finally meet. Because they both entered the red barn. Now, there's definitely something about these two individuals in their past, like maybe ancestry, that connects them to the red barn and has connected them together. And kind of like the magicians, this ends basically with an oh shit moment or a, a really big cliffhanger that really gets you amped up for the next issue. This is a fantastic comic book, guys. Uh, and it's by two two of the best in the business. So you really don't get much better than this other than being, you know, a superhero flick or, or, or a superhero comic or a sci-fi comic, which I dig. Th- those are my jam. But, man, good is good, and this shit is awesome. So please check out Gideon Falls. I give this issue an 8. We're finally getting more and more of this picture, and I'm really, really curious how it ends. Now, uh, this is my this is my beef 
with horror movies, horror stories, Stephen King, you name it, the end. Like, it always seems like movies and novels, they 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 wrap them up so fast in horror in horror genre. They're, they they don't really sound like uh it it doesn't make sense. It's almost like they got tired of writing it and just wrapped it up real quick or they ran out of money on the movie and decided to end it real fast. So, I'm really hoping that this gives me an ending with some meat to it that I can process. So, but I I'm sure they will. Jeff Lamar like I said is is a master. Um Okay. So that was Gideon Falls. What did I say? I gave it an eight. Yeah, I gave it an eight. Uh, really, really good stuff, guys. You're gonna, you're, you're gonna love it. You're gonna dig it. I think so. Uh, I know Ben. Or I'm sorry, Brian Rodman, who's very much uh, in that horror genre. I was telling him about it the first time he was on the show, and uh, he he finally read it and he sent me a message. He was like, "Bro, Gideon Falls." I'm like, "Told you, man." Like. I'm not right a lot of times, hardly ever, but I'm right about Gideon Falls. Fantastic. Um, another book that has been a huge surprise to me and to a lot of people that I've turned on to it is Shatterstar. Um, Shatterstar is by Tim Seeley and Carlos Vila. Now, I don't know these two dudes other than this, but uh, the the whole premise really caught my attention uh, I've always dug dug Shatterstar, other than looking just so ridiculous. Um, he's he's a badass. I mean, he was bred and built to be the perfect warrior. I mean, his bones are hollow to make him lighter, to make his reflexes faster. I mean, that's that's how much thought they put into this character. It's pretty cool. Uh, Rob Liefeld, I believe, which I can't believe I'm saying that. Rob Liefeld is as as horrible of an artist as is as he is. He's created some some decent characters, Shatterstar being one of them. So, Shatterstar uh, has left the Mojo verse. He's basically not with X Force or anyone. He's taken a life as a uh, landlord, and what he has done is is he's given refuge and board to other individuals displaced, dis- dimensionally displaced. What I mean by that, they're from other dimensions, either refugees or uh, people looking for a fresh start. He's given them that. And basically, he he feels like he's under their protection. Well, now that Mojo's gone from Mojoverse, the Grandmaster, and that's who we have here in the cover, has taken over Mojoverse. Now, he's the games, you know, he's the, he's the Grandmaster. He, he's the game player of the Marvel Universe, right? Uh, in, insanely powerful being. He's one of the Celestials. Um, like there's not really, or no, he's an eternal, he's an eternal, not really many people more powerful than these guys in the Marvel, Marvel universe, as far as comic books go. Right. So, uh, he has came and abducted the tenants to draw Shatterstar back to the universe to basically, uh, force him into working with him. Now, Shatterstar, of course, goes back. He has to enter the arena. Last issue, we had a huge fight with him and his old flame and, like, tag team partner in Mojoverse. Her name was Grengrave, which she was a super hot, sexy psychopath that really gave Shatterstar a run from his money. It was excellent. This story has been very, very good. Now, how they tie that up? Because uh, this is the last issue. This, is, this was a, a limited series. This is the conclusion. And I'm not going to tell you, 
but Shatterstar beats the Grandmaster. And there's not many ways that someone with Shatterstar's abilities could do that. But it was fantastic. I love smart endings, endings that I can't see coming. And that's exactly what this was. I give this whole series an eight and a half. It's definitely, definitely worth checking out. The one thing I will say with Vila, his art in certain issues look a lot better. With five, he looked rushed. Some of his uh, his inks didn't look finished. But it still didn't take away from um, a, a really, really good story with a lot of action. And it's extremely brutal, which it's Shatterstar. So it needs to be. But uh, I really I really dig this book, man. And I think if you guys give it a shot, you're really going to dig it, too. So I give I give this uh, I gave it an eight. I give the whole series an eight. I think every issue I gave an eight. Uh, maybe the first one I gave an eight and a half because first issues that's what they have to do. They have to drag you in because if they don't, you're not going to go back to the comic shop next month and drop down four dollars to see how the story ends. You don't give a fuck for four bucks, you know. So yeah, very 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 good. You guys are going to dig it. Okay. Uh, next book we got on the list is one of my favorites, um, one of my favorite writers, one of my favorite characters, Thor. And as you can see at the top here, it says War of the Realms coming in two months. Now, what is that, Blazing Defender? Well, War of the Realms is Malekith has basically waged war. And he's been doing it for, golly, maybe since Aaron's been on the book. At least since Thor lost Mjolnir to being unworthy and Jane Foster took over the mantle. So he's definitely been doing this war uh, from that point on. Okay, so, you know, and it's going to be a big Marvel event because this War of the Realms is going to spill over into Midgard, okay? So, but now that we have Thor, uh, he doesn't have a hammer. Um, he, you know, this is this is comic books. This is not the movie. So, Stormbringer is, or Stormbreaker is Beta Ray Bill's hammer in the comic books. Thor is basically hammerless right now. So, uh, this, what I love about this story is, is like, there, since War of the Realms is coming, Thor's doing the best he can to head it off, but he's by himself so far right now because the Council of Realms is basically got their finger in their ass and they won't do anything. Sound familiar? Um, so, Thor is uh, having trolls, or I'm sorry, dwarfs make hammers, and he's got like a different hammer every, every issue. Uh, several hammers every issue it seems like so he can just call on one and but he breaks them so here Odin is basically the all-father of nothing right now because Asgard has basically been destroyed um, he has sent Cole on a mission to find out what Malekith's plans are Thor shows up to get more hammers and Odin and Thor they've had a very very rocky history uh, Thor has tried to live up to Odin and impress him all of his youth. He's basically gave up on him and Odin has really fucked up the last four or five years. He's done some really, really stupid shit. Uh, Freya has left him and went to earth. Like she doesn't want anything to do with him anymore. He's a huge fucking asshole. And this issue, it all makes sense. We realize that Odin even though he's the all-father, even though he's one of the most powerful gods that have ever lived, he still struggles at being a father. 
and he and Thor have a fucking war against each other. And it's, I mean, it's awesome. Now, my biggest complaint since Del Mundo came on this book as the artist is it looks a little messy. Uh, and you really got to kind of look at the, 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 the interior to really find out what the fuck is going on. Like, what am I looking at? Okay. And, but he does great battle scenes, as you can see right here. I mean, this is Thor with the hammer he's using now and him and Odin are just beating the dog shit out of each other. I mean, like, it's brutal and bloody. And the shit they're saying to each other is they're going for they're going for the fucking throat. Like it's personal. Not only are they busting each other in the mouth, but their their words are hitting harder and harder than their hammers are. And here you can see the blood and inside the hammer you can see like the, this is a beautiful beautiful page where Domundo has illustrated the fight in the image the 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 mirror of the hammer. And as you can see Odin down here, I mean he's fucking beat down. You see the blood dripping off Thor's hand and the hammer. But the whole time Odin is telling himself not to do what he's doing, and he does it anyway. He wants to tell Thor that he loves him and he's proud of him, that he what he's most proud of of being the all-father is being the father of what is going to become the world's greatest, the, the universe's greatest god of all time, which is Thor. But he just can't fucking do it because he's so caught up in his own shit. It's very they've they've taken two gods, two of the most powerful people in the Marvel universe anywhere, uh, put them in the DC universe. They're still going to be two of the most most powerful, and they've humanized them because we can all kind of relate to uh, whether it's an issue with your mother, your dad. I mean, Jason Aaron, man. No one writes Thor like Jason Aaron. Like, if I can think of a creator that has captured the voice of a character, I can't think of a of a writer that has captured the voice of a character more completely and insanely well like Jason Aaron has with Thor. This issue here is is one of my favorites that Jason Aaron has done. It's amazing. I fucking love it. I love Jason Aaron. I love how he writes Thor. And uh, I give this issue a fucking nine. Uh, it was almost my pick of the week. I really wanted it to be, but I just, I had to go with my heart and what the pick of the week is. And I just, I couldn't do it. Uh, but please check out Thor. If you just, you can, and the one, the one of the reasons I, I graded this so high is you don't have to know anything about what came before. Like, you don't have to know about the War of the Realms. You kind of get it. It kind of plays in the background. This is a single contained story that anybody that, like, good artwork, uh, an emotional story, uh, you know, good battle scenes, and they can pick this up and really be cool with it. And that's that's reason it gets really, 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 really high marks. Uh, but, yeah, Thor. Um, I don't remember what issue it was, but... It's just get it. It's the new Thor that came out this week. It's fucking awesome. Okay. The next book is one of the one of my top books of 2018 as well, along with Gideon Falls and Thor, for that matter. It's a good week. I told you it's a good week. Uh Magic Order by Mark Millar and Oliver Copel. This is the the conclusion of this series, The Magic Order. And basically what we have is a family 
of uh, Protectors of Magic. And a, one book in particular that has spells that could that could just destroy uh, life as we know it. So they're also in protection of that. But basically what they do, they're kind of like the men in black. Like they they keep people, like people that don't know magic exists, they keep us from losing our minds and seeing it. So anytime like someone steps out of line and they have to take that person down, they basically do it in a way to where people don't really understand what they're seeing and think that, oh my God, that's not possible. So this is Cordelia and she's kind of the fuck up of this family. Okay. And the family is under attack by another order of uh, people that basically been cast out and not allowed to play, not allowed to be guardians, but they're they're massively powerful magicians, but their their morality's corrupt, so therefore they're not allowed to protect the secrets of the magic order. So they're pissed. They bonded. They bound together, and they basically waged war on our our heroes here. Well. In the last issue, we found out one of the family, I'm not going to say who, in case you decide to pick this book up, which is amazing, you definitely should, we find out that he has betrayed them, and he was kind of the golden boy of the magic order of this family. He left it because there was a tragedy where his daughter died, and he was basically responsible because of magic. He promised his wife he would never do it again. Well, now that this other sect has came and, and basically they're going to damage everything in reality, he's decided to step out of the shadows and start to perform magic again because like he's pretty much the most talented of the family. Or, or, is he? So, in this issue here, we had the big, the last final battle scene. It looked pretty bleak in issue five, I'm not going to lie. But the, it all plays out. This is some of Mark Miller's best, best stuff to date. I mean, Oliver Copel's art is amazing. His fight scenes are amazing. This is a very adult, very graphic comic book. It's very magicians-like as far as being an adult Hogwarts, an adult Harry Potter. Uh, they have wands, as you can see here. This is Cordelia and Gabriel squaring off at the end. Um, this is one of the final battle scenes and it's, it's, well, actually this isn't a battle scene. This is, I'm not going to tell you what this is because I don't want to give it away, but it's fantastic. Again, very well written. Cause I didn't know how they were going to get out of this. Like, is it going to be some magic spell that gets them out? Or is it going to be something else that's more in front of your face that you didn't see? So, but I never seen who turned on them turning. And there was also a bit character. I had to mention this because I thought this was so cool. This is so Miller. He took a bit character that you didn't see a lot of. And as this issue unfolds, you find out this dude is so fucking powerful. He put himself away. Like, you would never think through this story that this dude was going to be key in, the, in, in how this story ends. And he is, and when you find out, you're like, oh, shit. So there's very, there's several oh, shit moments in the story. Fucking amazing, man. Like, this is a great, great story. I give it his nine as well. I give the whole series a nine. It was amazing. Please check this out when it comes out on trade or go by the, go by the single issues now because let me tell you, uh, you don't want to be one of the Walking Dead people. And what I mean by that is 
You don't want to be one of these people that passed on The Walking Dead, and then when the TV show hit, their comic collection was worth a couple, uh, a few thousand dollars, okay, for a few issues, actually. Uh, if you had the complete run, there ain't no telling how much you could have got out of it. Several thousand dollars. So when uh, this is going to be one of Mark Miller's first projects on Netflix when the Miller universe comes to Netflix. So this is going to be a TV show. Guys, I would get on this now because if it's anything like the comic book, it's going to be fucking amazing and it's going to take off. So you're going to want to have those back issues. Trust me. Uh, so yeah, please check out the magic order. Uh, just a great, great read. Um, I mean, you guys, I mean, you guys like this shit and it's, it's not capes and swords, but it's magic and it's fucking and it's blood and guts and betrayal. And, but he humanizes every one of these characters, even the dad, uh, I mean, it, th- there was a, a very touching scene in this that was kind of how it ends. And you're like, oh, damn. And I mean, anytime a comic book can make you emote or feel something like that, it's a win, man. Very excellent book. Great series. Please check it out. All right. My pick of the week. And I'm extremely surprised by this. Now, Know what y'all are saying? Oh, it's fucking Batman. But it it's it is and it's not. This is the Batman who laughs number three, number four, Batman who laughs five. No, three. This is three by Scott Snyder and Jock. That Jock is the artist. Not on this cover here, but I am going to show you some interiors in a minute. Um now, but what I will say is Scott Snyder has not he hasn't blown my doors off. Uh, he hasn't blown my doors off in Justice League. He hasn't blown my doors off with uh, Batman Metal. I was very excited for those, and they fell flat for me. So to see him back on Batman and doing great work, this is a fantastic story. Uh, just to put it in a little context, this Batman is from a dark universe. He is Bruce Wayne, but in that universe, that Batman kills the Joker what created the Joker in the first place is a what they call a Joker virus. So whoever kills the Joker is uh, infected with the Joker virus and becomes the next Joker. So this Batman became the Joker. Therefore, he became the Batman who laughs. So you can imagine the Batman, technical fighting, uh, his uh, fighting ability, his resources, his brain. All of that in the body of a fucking psychopath like Joker. So that's who you have. So the Joker who came over from the dark, dark universe is still here. He's still out to destroy Batman. Uh, He used the Batman, his weaknesses against him because he knows all of them. And that's what makes this story so much different. This is the bleakest Batman story I've ever read. And what I mean by that is... Batman, especially at the end of this issue, the Batman is, he's lost. And when do we see that? Like, we don't see that. Batman always wins, right? He, at the end of this issue, I don't know. I'm, I, if he has a plan, I can't see what it is. It's This is good stuff. The Grim Knight, who is basically Punisher Batman, has came the dark the Batman who laughs has brought the Grim Knight over with him. We finally see Batman the Grim Knight uh, f- fight, which is really really cool, really awesome. 
The Grim Knight has a one-shot coming out very soon that I cannot wait for because, like, again, put everything that Batman knows into uh, the Punisher. And, I mean, who could beat that guy? Well, Bruce might can. I don't know. But can he beat the Batman who laughs? It really doesn't look like he's going to be able to. So I'm really curious how this is. Now, I wanted to show you this. The one gripe I have about the story is Jock's artwork is very, I don't want to say abstract, but it's very messy. It's very, I don't even want to say noir because it's not. It's, um, it's, it's just messy. It's not like tight lines and, you know, really sharp images. It's like this. And you're like, who the fuck is that? Well, that's Joker. Uh, and the reason the Batman's eyes are red is he has been infected with the Joker virus because he basically killed the Joker in issue one. Now, they kept the Joker alive. They got his heartbeat back. And basically, Alfred performed fucking open heart surgery, which he told Batman, I don't know how to do this. Uh, and for somehow, some way... The Joker is conscious, and as you can see here, his heart is still beating in his chest. It's that dude. There is more twists and turns in this book, but it's working. Sometimes I think Scott Snyder gets so involved in a story, and he's got so many tangents and subplots, the main story gets lost. Well, the main story here is to beat the Batman, and all of these subplots are coming together. And like when you think Bats might have something figured out. It goes bad. And then something else is added on top of that. I really don't know how Bruce is going to get out of this one. And the last um, image of this, uh, and I did not want to spoil it. Even Alfred is like, oh my God, Bruce, what have you done? Like, Br Alfred's like, fuck. This is fucked. We're fucked. So, can't wait to see how this ends. Um, it's been a fantastic run. I give this issue a 9, just below a 9.5. It's really, really good. Uh, you got James Gordon's son, who's a psychopath as well in it. As also, Batman's trying to get his help. He's very much Batman, but he's trying to fight the urges of the Joker virus in him. So, it's just... Very, very good. Uh, and Jock's art is starting to make sense to me now because this is just an ugly tale. It's an ugly story with Batman and the Joker and the, the Batman who laughs and the Grim Knight. And it's just ugly. It's dark. And his artwork actually is really, really starting to make sense to me now. Uh, I'm not looking at images going, man, it's just fucking messy. I don't like it. Now I'm looking at him going, man, it fits the theme of this story. So... Uh, maybe, and I've, I've loved this story up until, you know, uh, and even now it's even taken off again. So that, and that, that speaks to a book, right? Like you love the first issue. The second issue, oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty, maybe not as good as the first, but it's pretty good. It's right there. Then the third issue, you're like, whoa, fuck dude, it's on motherfucker. So that's what this issue did for me. And that's the reason it's my pick of the week. Uh, read it. Let me let me know what you think. Read the first. Read the first one. Read the second one. Uh, don't jump into this one because you won't know what the fuck's going on. And it won't have the gravitas that it had. Uh, but this is going to be an excellent trade. I think all you guys are going to dig it. Um, let's see. DC has declared 2019 the year of the villain. Good, good because you know who loves villains. This guy right here. 
Uh, I feel like heroes are only as good as their villains. I feel like that's what defines our heroes is the villains. And, and what what better dichotomy than the Joker and the Batman? I mean, like those two, I mean, it's they have this weird, weird dynamic that's always worked. And, and it's hard for us to get a story that we haven't seen before or, oh, Batman's in trouble, he'll get out. But can you can you tell? You know, I, no one can come to Batman's aid on this. Uh, so I, I really don't know how he's going to get out. But it's again, it's a great, great story. I love it, um, and it's it's going to be something that I think is going to have ramifications down the road, and especially like Jason said, DC has declared 2019 a year of the villain. So, uh, and then in Batman's regular book. Bane has concocted this crazy elaborate plan to take Batman down as far as foiling his wedding. And now he's brought Gotham Girl back into the mix. I mean, that Tom King has done an excellent job there as well as too. So Batman has been just a fucking strong book for the last two or three years now. So uh, even with Snyder and Capullo were on, it was a fantastic book. But all right, guys. So in, in summary, please go see... Um, uh, Alita Battle Angel it's fantastic I think you'll really like it uh, especially you anime guys you're going to see a lot of anime themed um, art and animation in this uh, so go check that out not that I know anything about that shit but it's what it reminds me of with her big eyes and everything um, yeah it's so that's really good please check out Deadly Class and the Magicians on the Sci-Fi Network They're you're not going to be disappointed there at all it's probably going to want to make you go read the comic books especially for Deadly Class and uh, go pick up some of these books I talked about today, man. Um, and if you can't, like, so uh, when me and Dennis were talking last show, and they are like, oh, my God, y'all talking about stealing shit. We're not stealing anything. You can stream things online and for free. Uh, yes, and Doom Patrol. Thank you, Debo. I had that in my notes, and I skipped right over it. Doom Patrol Episode 1, the pilot, is out on the DC streaming service. I have not seen it yet. Uh, Umbrella Academy dropped today or yesterday on Netflix. So that's another good one. Uh, and I'm really excited. Dude, there's so much shit to watch, so much to read. What little time do we have? But that's the reason I like think you guys come to this show and I can kind of kind of maybe guide you somewhere. Like, ah, it doesn't really sound like something I want to see. Or, holy shit, that sounds great. Uh, so let me help you in that journey. And, again, guys, if you can follow me, uh, that would be fantastic. If you know someone you think would like this, share it in the group. Share it on some of your uh, your Facebook pages. I'd appreciate that. Uh, or just send somebody a text with the link. Be like, hey, man, check out this dude. He's an idiot, but uh, you might like him. Uh, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. One of the reasons I had to do an early show is uh, my wife is sick, so I need to kind of go take care of her. So I wanted to get the show done by the time she got home from work. She hasn't been feeling good the last two days, so I want to make sure she's okay. Uh, but I, again, always appreciate your support and, uh, don't forget about the shirts guys. They look really good on you. I'm sure. And if you do get a shirt, please send me a pic. Uh, I'm going to make it like a collage, uh, out of all the people that get shirts and send me pictures. And I've already got a few. So, um, I really appreciate it again. And, uh, thanks. And that's, that's all I got. Enjoy your Friday. Have a very, very safe weekend. And guys, I always like to sign off the show by saying the world's crazy, uh, a lot of people are so involved in their own shit, which I get it. There's a lot of shit going on. I find myself doing it too. But when you do, 
Just think about how you would want to be treated. Do something for somebody. Just be nice to somebody for no fucking reason. Open a door. Help somebody with their groceries. See somebody with a flat tire. Just stop and ask if they need help. Uh, but not somebody that's really attractive because that never goes well. You look at any movie and that person dies. Unless you're the dude from Polar. Uh, that actually worked out pretty good for him. Now that I think about it. So discard that. Help people. Uh, basically that's what I'm saying. Just help people. Just be nice to people. Um, and cause there's going to be those days where you're not. So please, please. And thank you for the get well wishes for my wife. I know she appreciates the team. Shannon definitely appreciates the get well wishes. Uh, and for everybody listening on iTunes, I really appreciate that as well. But please, please, please try to check out the live show. I think you'll dig it and, uh, get into the chat, man. Um, thank you. Thank you again for all the well wishes and the good vibes to my wife. Uh, she, she needs it. She, she appreciates it. She's fine. I mean, like she's, you know, super sick. I mean, she just, she's probably got the flu or something, uh, which I hope I don't get. I'm a, I'm a quarantine her since she gets home and put her in a plastic bag and put her in the basement. Um, you I'll feed her soup, man. So she's going to be, she's going to be fine. I mean, just going to feed her soup, but I don't want to get sick. Um, but yeah, so again, if you could help push the show out, I really appreciate it. And, uh, the follows, man, I'm trying to get to affiliate level, which I need 50 followers. So if I can get that, I'd really like to have that goal, uh, by before March, that would be fantastic. So, um, and I'm going to be doing more shows and they're not going to be like the regular show guys. It's going to be, they're going to be Twitch shows. Um, me and Dennis are, there are going to be more shows like that where me and Dennis are just rapping. Me and Phil from Botched. Uh, I'll probably get McFall on here from uh, the Giant Size Team Up Network, from uh, BTP. And we're just going to, we're just going to rift and we're just going to talk about all the shit that we've talked about today, but just in a more casual saying, Big Sam, Big Sam's going to be back on the show very, very soon. I've got two special guests. I'm just waiting to schedule. I'm waiting on them to schedule. So, um, could you post it on Facebook under the BDR page so I can share it to all my friends and followers? Yeah, you talking about my Twitch, my Twitch stream? Yes, absolutely, I'll do that. Um, actually, I think Debo has really he made a really good page. What I'll probably do is just reshare that because that's a really really cool page uh, to share. But I'm going to make a video too and and ask for people. Uh, I'm I'm basically going to beg for followers. I'm going to beg. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not beyond that, guys. I'm not beyond begging for followers. All right, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And enjoy your weekend. And for God's sakes, be safe. Peace.